the Bodhi Vocal Band and Levi Christ. There's such a funny thing that stirs within us, I assume, and you. I've experienced it to varying degrees. When we say something like, let go and let God have its way. When, when, when uh, that, that little part says, give it up, surrender to it, stand up, raise your hands. And the other part is like, no, <laughs> no. Because what does let go and let God have its way mean? Like, you know, what is being raised in a culture of control, being raised in a culture where letting go and letting yourself be ecstatic, letting yourself be lifted, letting yourself be crazy, letting yourself be wildly you is so against the rules. It's so not acceptable. And if you're like me, every Sunday, well, mine was the Catholic church experience. A few of you had that church experience where you got to hoop, whoop and holler and do that stuff, running down the aisles and stuff. But most of us were raised in the sit down, be still, be controlled, and don't be here. Don't be inside of yourself in this experience. And so part of Bodhi's intention or reason for being is to help us let go and let God. What would that mean for you? If you let some inspiration have its way with you where the tears flowed or the laughter erupted or the body stood and the hands raised. To have that surrender to life where you no longer are controlling. And I'm not saying faking it either. If it's not your thing, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the genuine let go and let God have its way. What joy would be possible? What joy would be possible if you allowed yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit to be free? There's a way that we can feel joy and laughter in a controlled experience that we're creating. But there's a way that you can let go and allow it to have its way with you But it means you've got to be willing to look the fool. It means you've got to be willing to go beyond the constraints and the rules of society. It means that you've got to be willing to fully be your magnificent self and all of the beauty and grace and power that you are and to just let go and let it have its way. This is what I would define as the definition of this thing called the Christ. The Christ is the part of you that is absolutely, perfectly free. The Christ in you is the knower that knows that it knows that it knows. There's a part of you that knows everything and holds everything and never sits in fear. It never has a single concern for tomorrow and it has no understanding of the past because it doesn't live inside of this knower that knows that it knows. You are wired with this part of you. You have within you a part of you that can look at the world and its calamities and its destructiveness and its overpopulation and its fears and its consumerism and greed and all the things that we can point to with our human eyes All the while you're pointing to it with your human eyes, you have within you the Christ that can sit back and see the dance of light that is occurring. 
that can literally see just light dancing with light and playing with light and enjoying itself and commingling and experiencing ah, the expansion of being. You have this within you. Now, many of us got confused with this word Christ because it was tagged on to the name of Jesus. And it is said that he awakened to this part of himself so fully that that's all he walked in. The, the humanness, the, well, when I say the humanness, he had the human experience. But the way that we see as humans, the fear, the separation, the doubt, the worry, all of that was dissolved. It did not exist in this enlightened being. And so they said this being was Christ dead. To be Christ dead means to be awake to the fullness of God that you are and have nothing else occurring. So they said Jesus Christ, which meant a master teacher who is awakened, a master teacher who knows the wholeness of his being to such an extent that there is no otherness occurring. Oneness was all that this enlightened being knew, walking through the streets, passing people by, It was God smiling at God, God seeing God, God knowing God. Now you know and I know that that what happened in society, which happens so often with, with all the goodness that occurs, there comes a point where the humanness says, that can't be me. So we project out our holiness and we say, that person is the one who has it, and I don't. And when we do that, there's actually a part of you that gets angry. The moment you reject your magnificence, project it out to another person, you are resentful. And you know how I know that? Because pretty much every person that we do that to, put up on a pedestal, we knock them off. Every person that we see their holiness, it's different to see the holiness in someone from oneness. Because you don't need to go punch them in the head and knock them out of their place. But the way I know you're angry is because when you project your magnificence onto another, lift them up like something is special about them, there will come a day when you must and will knock them off. You'll see them do something human. You'll see them make a mistake, and it'll be, yeah, gotcha. That's how I know we're angry. And you're angry because you denied yourself. Every time you deny yourself, there will become a point where you're angry and you must come back to yourself. That's why we do it all the time. We do this especially around our spirituality. We are in a complete culture that denies its holiness, denies its wholeness. If there were a way in this moment for everyone in the Western world to awaken to the magnificence, what problem would we have? What problem would we have if every person, the millions upon millions of people, billions of people in the Western world instantly woke up to their magnificent light of love, their wholeness and oneness? There would not be one thing occurring outside of it that we couldn't immediately take care of. Cancer, gone. Homelessness, gone. Fear, what is that? Let's dance and party, people. This is the journey we're on. We're on the journey of moving from specialness to holiness. And we've developed a whole construct, a way of knowing, a way of being. I'm not even on my talk, people. I'm just, I'm just riffing up here. There, we have developed an entire construct of otherness, of duality. 
And our spiritual work is to allow that construct to come down, to be taken apart so that we can return to the natural state of being. And of course there's anger in the world. Of course there's warring in the world because we built a construct that is not true. We took our beauty and our power and our preciousness and we projected it out and we're angry about it. And we're angry about it. And the way to heal it is within each one of us. There is no way to heal it in the world. Please hear that. We could end all the wars and all the hunger. We could have a moment of, oh my God, there's not a war occurring. And that would be a magnificent moment indeed. But if we don't do the inner work of healing the belief in separation and specialness, it will come back. It will repeat and recycle itself, which is the world we're living in. The world we're living in is make-believe. And the reason it's make-believe, please hear this. The reason the world we're living in is make-believe is because it is not inside of oneness. Anything that comes from fear is make-believe. Anything that comes from hatred and anger is not of God. So it's a false little dream that is recycling itself. And the spirit, the thing I began with, the Christ being, is whispering in your ear, wake up. Wake up. Because you're trapped in a belief that that something's wrong. And the whole while, there's this part of you that is just smiling and free. And there's a part of us, the human part, gets afraid to leave the fearful world And go to this happiness because the thought is, well, who will take care of that? Well, what will happen if I take my focus off of all this warring? Someone's got to fix it. How dare I be smiling? How dare I be happy when this world is suffering? That is the, the seduction of the ego that keeps you trapped. Because it's quite the opposite. If you are willing to be in your essence of joy and happiness, if you are willing to be in your Christed self, you will, in 12 seconds, do more good in this world than someone who isn't could do in 12 years. In 12 seconds, your light of joy and wholeness could shoot a blessing into consciousness that would be forever extending and touching other lives. It would be beyond your human understanding. You could not know the blessings that you saying yes to your joy, your Christ itself, and allowing it to be free and to lift you into ecstasy and let you be content and and feeling whole inside of yourself. This, This thing, this life would start using you in magnificent ways. Everywhere you go, you become the blessing. You see, Jesus, because he was awakened to his Christ of being, he could raise people, raise from the dead. He could literally, you're dead, now you're not. And that's the story. You could do this. You could raise from the dead. Stay with me. There are people walking around this world that are dead to their magnificence. There are people walking around this world who are so depressed and broken that they're dead to what is real. You, being your light, could raise them from this dead. You could literally, if you're willing to be a magnificent healer, a Christed being, you would suddenly see dead people walking all around you. Not spirits. I'm not talking about I see dead people. I'm talking, I'm talking about people who are dead inside. 
Because they have lost their life force. They have given up. They have given up on life. And if you're willing to be your magnificent Christed being, you will raise people from the dead. Just by being your vibration, by saying that something that by saying I believe in you, by talking with them, and, and they'll start to twinkle and come alive a little bit. They'll just start to come alive because you see a wholeness inside of them and they'll start to rise up and you'll even pick up your mat and walk. Get into your life. Start living the reason you have come here. Give up that silly job. Give up whatever it is. Give up that relationship. Whatever's blocking you from your good. Get up and get into your life. You will have that power. You will have that power when you allow the Christ to lead because the Christ leading doesn't see the problem. The Christ leading sees the power and the wholeness and says, get up into that. Get up into that. And whatever story they've got running, you'll just be like, taint so. That is not the truth. Taint so. And your words will have power. You, you, if you're willing, will be able to multiply the the loaves and the fishes. You see, the magic, we get seduced by the magic of the story of the thousands being before Jesus and Jesus having five loaves and two fishes or five fishes and two loaves. I don't know which way it went, but it wasn't enough food. But he didn't step into fear. He didn't say there's not supply here. He lifted them up. He looked to heavens. He gave thanks. He blessed it. And there was enough food for all to eat. You, when you are willing to know the law of supply, when you are willing to awaken in the Christ itself that knows that all that you need and want and desire is here for you, when you are able to to generate that deep knowing, not just as a thought or as a cool scripture, but as an actual way of being in your life. Every situation you walk into, where there appears not to be enough, you will be the consciousness that says, oh no, this is not true. This can't be possible. You will lift your eyes up, you will give thanks, and a solution will appear. A solution will appear. I like to have a fantasy, by the way, because I don't believe in magic. So I don't believe that Jesus lifted up five loaves and two fishes and suddenly they just multiplied like bewitched. I don't think like that. But I imagine that, and just play with me for a moment, I imagine that in the consciousness that there is sufficiency here, perhaps the shop owners and the people who who had from the market said, hey, there's a gathering over there, let's support them. And food was ushered in. I mean, who knows how it actually came to be. But we get a little tripped up because we think magic occurred. But what if just the knowing, the willingness to say there's a solution here, I will not believe there's a problem, lift my eyes up, give thanks, and the solution literally rides in. Even if it is a big, uh, one of those big food trucks, right? Or a peapod or whatever. They just pull up and they say, here, take this. This is how it works. It doesn't work by magic. It works because in your Christ itself, miracles are an everyday occurrence. Miracles. You become a miracle maker, which simply means the world says this is impossible. And the the reason the world says it's not possible is because it lives in duality. But you coming from your Christ itself inside of oneness says, how can anything not be possible? You see, your Christ itself has no fear. 
And because there's no fear, your Christ itself has perfect faith. And because there's perfect faith, all things become possible. See, that is a perfect equation. No fear, perfect faith. Perfect faith, all things possible. All things possible, miracles begin happening all around you. All around you. We have to let go and we have to let this thing called God start having its way. Where are you not allowing God to have its way? Where are you sitting there trying to figure it out, trying to make it happen, trying to, trying to figure out 10 steps ahead of you instead of being in this moment and just doing the next thing? Just the next thing, because God's in that. And then from that, the next thing will occur. But we say yes to an idea, and then we jump 20 steps ahead, and we go, I can't do that. No, you can't do 20 steps ahead, because it's not time for you to do it. Mary, what did you say to me today? Oh, she's in meditation. (laughs) She said something really good to me. (laughs) And I don't remember it, but I'll tell the 11 o'clock. Because we're talking about this. I'm going to India tomorrow. Marsha's going with me to India. Marsha made the decision two months ago that she's going to India. I know Marsha. I love Marsha. You know Marsha? She ain't got two dimes to rub together to go to India. <laughs> love her to death. The girl doesn't have two dimes. All right? But she said, I'm going to India. She set that intention, and she did the next step. Just the next step. Spirit said, ask for the help. She asked for the help. She did the next step. She raised $1,802,000. Then it came time to buy the ticket. That's a scary moment, people, because you pay $2,000, get the ticket. You still need $2,500 more for the trip, but you got to buy the ticket. Most people would freeze right there. I don't have the next amount. But the next step was to buy the ticket. And here's what you need to know. She bought the ticket. And you were a little nervous, weren't you? Yes, she was nervous. I said, buy the ticket. That's the next thing to do. Buy the ticket. She bought the ticket. Then the next step appeared. This is where we go crazy because we don't trust, because we lose faith. You don't get the next step if the next step is buy the ticket and you don't do that. You don't get this one until you do this one. So she bought the ticket. Then the next step came forward on how to manifest the rest of the money and the resources. Right? This is how it works. The next step, an abundant life class, we studied this together. I'm so grateful for us. In our in abundant life book that we're studying, it talks about the next step is doable. The next step that you have to take in your life is always doable. And you will experience satisfaction from doing it. You will experience fulfillment from doing the next step, even if it is simply make a call. Go to this, do that, do that next thing. You will experience satisfaction. The feeling of satisfaction will lead you to the next step. But if you don't sit there frozen with not doing your next step, then you don't get to feel satisfaction. If you don't feel satisfaction, you're not generating possibility and opportunities. Do you get where I'm going? Because I'm going fast. I know I've not taken a breath at all here. Inside of your wholeness, inside of your intention, inside, and the thing, this is the deal, like your Christ itself 
gives you perfect faith. I love the saying, I, I get hung up on the word, I know you will too, but we'll work it through for a moment. It is not I that do the work, the Father within does the work. That change Father for Christ. The Christ within does the work. The wholeness of life, the part that lives in oneness, the part that knows there's a solution, that's what gets activated. What that means is there literally is a way of being in the world where you don't effort, you don't struggle, you don't suffer. Now here's the key. This is what you got to really surrender. That which doesn't occur is not meant to happen. And you don't need to waste an ounce of worry or fear on that either. Right? If you have perfect faith, and if you are walking in your Christ itself, if you want something and a desire is there, then you energize it and you feel good. If there's a next step, you take a next step. But if you take X number of steps and it goes, oh, this isn't meant to be, then there's no suffering in that either. You don't do a number on yourself. You don't do a number on the law. You just realize that something good is occurring, this or something better, whatever language you have to use. But perfect faith includes everything. Everything that's happening. Let me look at my notes and see if there's anything else here at all for me to even say. You know, so our work, how do we move to knowing our Christ itself? How do we move to um, this perfect faith? Well, the work for you to do today is to become, begin becoming free from your charges free from your reactions. That is our work. Because every time you feel a charge, every time you feel a reaction, every time you feel wanting to choke somebody, for example, if you don't do that, and instead you stay in your body, and you go, oh, my charge, my charge, and you breathe around it, and you hold it, and you allow the charge to dissolve, then that charge gets taken away. And then another charge gets released. And then another charge. And suddenly, instead of having 22,000 charges, you have 22. 22 is manageable. If you have 22,000 charges, baby, you're just doing the best you can. You're just a walking pinball machine out there. Just, that's just it, right? But praying, praying to be free. And here's the deal. You feel the charge, And you know what it feels like because your body contracts. You feel in your body the charge. It's the first place it talks to you. When you have that moment, breathe and ask your divine right there. God, God, right here. This needs to be unwound. I need to be freed from this charge because until I am, I can't see what's next. So that is our work to awaken to our Christ itself. Very simple, but very important work. And not all... Simple and sometimes hard to do. Because some triggers, when they get ignited, whoo, we move into action. And I'm like you. I feel the charge and I hear the voice that goes, don't do anything. And I'm like, hell no. Let's go. And then I got to deal with that fallout. That's what I got to do. And, you know, then I got to love myself. And I got to say, okay, okay, did that work for me? No, that didn't work. Right? I got to pray a lot sometimes. I have to pray daily. I have to pray without ceasing sometimes because a charge has me, a story that something's happening to me, that I'm going to lose something, that someone's going to take something, that I can't have something. These beliefs get triggered, and then I start to do that. That's the very moment where you call upon your divine and you say, This is blocking me from knowing my Christ. 
And I can't play the game of projecting out anymore, blaming or attacking. Can't play the game. I want to know my Christ. I want to walk as a healer, as a miracle maker in this world. I want to walk in the freedom. I want to hear the song, Let Go, Let God, and stand up with my arms in the air and, and, and run wildly down the aisle. If that's what Spirit says for me to do. I want that much freedom. But we begin with what's occurring in every moment, these charges. We can dissolve them, but you can't do them alone. You must hear me. You must call upon the divine. You must say, the Father within does the work. I can't unravel this charge, but God can and will if you're willing. Yes? And so it is. And so it is. So as the Bodhi Vocal Band is coming into place, I want to tell you about this coming weekend, the Shift Awakening Conference that we're doing. This whole conference is designed for you to become free of your charges. There will be awakened uh, oneness meditators here from all over the country that will be here to serve you. I'm leaving for India tomorrow. I will be in India working on freeing myself from my charges, sitting at the avatar's feet and doing the rituals and doing all that stuff, willing to throw myself into the fire so that I can become free of these charges. You can do the same thing next weekend here, Friday night and all day Saturday. Just come. You will experience the shift, I promise you. Take a deep breath. Let us pray. I invite our spiritual counselors to stand and anchor the space in our reverence. And I invite you to turn within and take a deep breath. Woo! Let us let go and let God have its way. I say hello to God. I give thanks to God. I give, I give recognition to the divine, to the one life that has been speaking through me this whole time. I give thanks for that sweet surrender where I disappear and life flows and speaks and sings and dances and and creates and causes love. I am the Christ. And as I know that I am the Christ, I know that each one of us is this magnificent light, this magnificent power, this joy, this freedom, this perfect faith. I know that this is who we are. We are not our problems. We are not our name. We are not our information card. We are not what's occurring in the world. And we are not our charges and our reactions and our defenses. We are not our fear. That is not our name. I am the Christ. I am one with God. And because I know this and I speak this, I call forth the healings that are wanted to occur in this very moment. So those of us that are seeking sufficiency, sufficiency is here now. Claim it and name it. Put your name on it. God's sufficiency is mine now. Those of you who are seeking a manifestation, a home, a job, a lover, name it as your own now. The Christ within me draws to me that which I desire. The perfect home is mine now. The perfect relationship, the perfect whatever it is, mine now. I walk in this knowing. If there's something about your body temple that is seeking healing, we know God is perfect wholeness. We call it forth and we activate this Christ consciousness in our body temple. Either creating an instant miracle healing now or bringing to us the right doctor, the right procedure, the right whatever. We work with everything that is happening. But we do it from oneness. 
We do it inside this wholeness. And please, in this prayer, take our belief that we have a broken heart. Take our sorrow. Take our suffering. Dissolve it into the nothingness from which it came. And allow the joy and peace and love to awaken within us. And let us give ourselves away to the world that we may cause and create a world that works for everyone. Inside the oneness, we give ourselves away. Inside this peace, this love, this faith, this healing, the miracles, we give ourselves away because that's what we do. We share our magnificent light with the world. And we are blessed exponentially in return. Take a deep breath. I give myself away I give myself away So you can use me I give myself away I give myself away So you can use me Take a deep breath. I give myself away. Let this be your song. So you can you sing along? I give myself away. Throw yourself open. Give yourself away. I give myself away. So you can you. Give myself away. Feel the flowering open. Give myself away. Allow yourself so to surrender. You can you give myself away? Let go. Let go and let God. Give myself away. So you. Take a deep breath. So grateful for the fulfillment of this prayer. So grateful for the blessings and miracles and the oneness that is revealed. In gratitude, I release this prayer now. I let it go. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Amen.